Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. Kind of halfway laughing still because Jeff is goofy when it comes to doing stuff. What, <laughs> he's still giggling? Anyways, as most of you know, Jeffrey's here. So go ahead, let it rip. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're special. You're very special. <laughs> so thanks so much. This is episode 100. This is a monumental episode for us. Obviously, we've had 99 other episodes, and most of you have listened to those 99 episodes. So I appreciate the fact that most of you have taken the time to follow me for this long. At no point in my life did I ever think I'd have so much to say that people would want to listen to it over and over and over and over again. But they do, so it's awesome. And actually, I think I have a lot to share that will help people grow. I think there's lessons to be learned in a lot of the previous podcasts. And yeah, some of them have been kind of crazy, kind of upside down. Mm -hmm. You know, you visit some of the podcasts that we've had uh, where I've talked about random things like, I don't know, my vasectomy? (laughs) That that was a very bizarre uh, podcast, but it was something that was done in fun. You know, we made a good time of it. We try not to be totally inappropriate, but obviously there's some cases where you just kind of have a good time anyways. Then we talk about things like mindset. I've had special guests like Brett from German Motor Works, Rich from the Rap Lab. Uh, You know, some just amazing guests, excuse me, that I've had on here that have really done quite a bit to help this podcast grow. So to those of you, I want to take a moment. I want to say thank you, because if it wasn't for you, the motivation that comes from doing this on a twice a week basis, Mm -hmm. wouldn't be there. And most of all, I want to thank my sponsors, House on the Rock Home Inspection with Dave Ganatra, Rich from the Rap Lab, XM Wheels. Uh, What else do we have? I know I always forget one. Why do I forget one? I don't really forget. But anyways, so, you know, those sponsors have played an intricate role in keeping this thing going because it's very expensive to run a high-level podcast. It is. And by high-level, I mean good equipment, good sound. I wouldn't say... Good help. Mm, well, you know. Mm, yeah, good help. But anyways, so, <laughs> so what I do want to talk about during this podcast is most of you have seen the announcement on Facebook that I am running for alderman in Ward 1 out here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now, alderman is, you know, never in my life did I see myself in a position where I was going to run for a political office, so to speak, or a city office or anything like that. For those of you that don't know mm-hmm. what an alderman is. What's an alderman? Do you know what an alderman is? I don't is? know what an alderman is. I don't is. know what an alderman is either. No, alderman. You know what's funny about an alderman, though? So most of you found out that earlier this year, when I found out, I'm British. Alderman's actually you a British term. British. I am British. <laughs> I've got the hat to prove it. It's actually a British term, though. So that's what's kind of funny is, you know, <laughs> it's all coming together. It's like the degrees of separation have separated, you know, or bound together or whatever. So it is. It's a British term, which I think is funny. It's a municipal government, basically, so a city government. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. So I am – Ward 1 is a section of the city. Spring Hill's broken into four different wards. I'm in four. You are in four. Absolutely. I'm glad you figured that out. You figured that out because somebody – Made me. Not made you. Oh, yeah. Wait. start this Florida bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody helped you with your civic responsibilities in taking you to the election office so you could switch your voter registration so you can be a contributing factor to society when this next election comes up. Correct. So, And I know what I have to contribute to now. Yeah, society. (laughs) (laughs) No, but – so each – the city's broken into four wards, and in each ward there's two 
aldermen. Mm-hmm. Those aldermen are basically responsible for that area, those neighborhoods, you know, that I guess you could look at it as like a borough of the city. And so we represent that part of our community, mostly because we live in that community. So living in that community, obviously, you're going to want to see improvement on things. You're going to want to see your community improve and become a better place to live and you know, property values, you want those to stay up. You want the roads to be good, the schools to be awesome, the police to be able to enforce, the firefighter to come get the, you know, little old lady down the street's cat out of the tree and to put out a blazing inferno that's next door. Mm-hmm. So those are all pieces that the aldermen help with. They help make sure that those things continue to run smoothly and address other issues within their area or their region or their borough or whatever you want to call it. You know, each individual city has a different definition of... It's funny when you say borough, I think of those little... um, Like a donkey? No, no. That's the Spanish part of me peeking out. Right. A borough. You're not British. No, it's a borough. It's a borough. (laughs) Borough. Borough. No, I'm British, so it's a borough. (laughs) No, it reminds me of those little critters, meerkats where they live in those little burrows, and there's a bunch of them, and they're little tribes, and they're, they're separate little tribes, but they're all in the same area, kind of. So you're comparing my citizens to meerkats? <laughs> <laughs> we <It's>... know who <laughs> will never get voted to alderman ever. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a great checks and balance system. So you have the eight aldermen, then you have the mayor. So you really have a board where you can make educated decisions based on facts, not emotions, mm-hmm. because you have to be persuasive enough to get the other people to see what it is that you see or vice versa. You need to be in a situation where you understand other people's points and you're open-minded to what you may not agree on 100%, but may be good for your community. And that's the biggest thing. And that's why there's those checks and balances there and those each individual people that are in the the council, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, they're able to help balance things out and hopefully come up with good decisions that helps the city grow. So the one platform that everybody's ridden on, and I get it, and I don't mean this in the literal sense, but the roads. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know the citizens of Spring Hill, we know the roads are smooth, most of them, mm-hmm. except for duplex. Never drive down duplex. I don't. But – there's a lot of construction that's taking place. There's widening. There's people moving here faster than we can put down a road. Everywhere. And there's limitations, and that's what most people don't get, is you can't just wake up one day as the mayor of the city of Spring Hill and say, guess what? We're going to put roads. We're going to put them everywhere, and we're going to make them super wide. There's a lot that goes into that. There's budgeting. There's planning. There's, you know, you have to redirect traffic. You have to make sure there's still a flow. There's well, and in Spring Hill, like it, we all know, there's the roads are close to – homes, residences, and businesses. So it's not easy to widen those roads the way that they currently sit right now. Yeah. Like you go down duplex and there's a section of the road where like if you're servicing this person's AC, you're going to have to jump over the AC Mm -hmm. or else you're going to get hit by a semi-truck coming down the road. So yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that. And unfortunately, not all those factors are easy surface level things to change. You know, you have a budget that you have to work with. And that's one thing that I bring to the table that I think will really help is Understanding how to operate a business and a profitable and successful business is on multiple levels and multiple different businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, the city is a business, so to speak. You have to have a positive balance in order for the city to run properly. You can't spend more than what you have. And you have to delegate what money you do have towards the right things, you know. Um, and that's a that's a huge impact that I believe an alderman has on the city is being able to make those decisions to say, hey, we need to do this instead of that and put that on the back burner because this is a pressing priority. So as the city has grown, obviously it's outgrown its infrastructure. That happens in every major city that becomes a major city Mm -hmm. is they outgrow the things that were put in place because at no point did people say, hey, 
we're going to have 55,000 people that live here, and it's going to happen basically overnight. You know, nobody thought about that. If they did, Buckner wouldn't be a two-lane road, right? Right. right. <clears throat> With no shoulder. <laughs> You're so hung up on that no shoulder. You drive a giant truck. Dude, if I went off that road, I'd flip that thing. Why would you go off the road? There's no shoulder. Okay, but why do you need a shoulder if you're not going to go off the road? I mean, everybody needs a shoulder once in a while to cry on. Right. <laughs> That's in your neighborhood. <laughs> so anyways, you know, it's just an interesting thing when you look at it. And and the other thing is I do have opponents, you know, and I welcome people to challenge because I really feel like iron sharpens iron. So when you have people that may see something you don't see, then it gives you a chance to grow and understand and maybe see a different point of view. So when I win, I'm able to understand that those people had these things in mind, and maybe I can go ahead and put the. Why are you laughing? <laughs> what's so funny? Nothing. Go well, ahead. I'm trying to figure out what's so funny. You want to be able to put those things in in place, though, because at the end of the day, it's about growth and it's about what's best for the city. So, but winning is winning. You know <laughs> why? Are you, why are you laughing? Just because I know you. What do you know about me? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so all good things, of yes. course. But no, they might learn something from you. We might learn something from each other. <laughs> right. Everybody has value, and that's the thing. When you sit down and you actually listen to what people have to say, and that's where the community effort comes in. You have to have a true understanding for what people want. You know, people complain about the traffic in Spring Hill. Are they complaining about the traffic, or is the real complaint that we need to educate people about? roads and expanding and how this works and setting the proper expectation and not saying, hey, no problem, we'll get those roads fixed right up, knowing that it's a two or three year project. Mm -hmm. Because the fact is, is educating people is one of the most important things that you can do. Yes, we're going to work on the roads, but it's going to take X amount of time, which means we have to move this and do this and do that in order to make this work. Right. And that makes sense. You don't go to the city and say, hey, we're going to hike the taxes. Why? Why are you hiking my taxes? Well, here's what we have to do. Here's why these pieces are necessary. Nobody wants a tax increase. I know when I had heard about a potential tax increase, you know about this too, because I'm like, you better come to fucking City Hall with me, because if not, they're going to raise our taxes, and it's going to mm -hmm. be this, this, and this. Yeah, and we I went. started breaking it down, yeah. and the analytical side, and the fact that you know people that are fixed income, they're not going to be able to afford the increase, and blah, and I got into it really, really deep, and luckily that didn't pass like we thought it would, but it's understanding those things, and understanding why the city needs that type of growth. And the biggest thing is, is you need to have a leader that is in there that is not afraid to ruffle the feathers of the other leaders that are in there as well. And when I say ruffle the feathers, I'm not saying disturb the coop. What I'm saying is get in there and say some things that maybe wouldn't have been thought about otherwise, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm not in there to create a disruption. I'm in there to create conversation. Why do you keep laughing at me? I'm not laughing. You're looking at me like I'm a damn Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Twinkies. <laughs> well, okay, my point, exactly. No, but but you have to look at those different things, and you have to be able to challenge that, and you have to be able to be the voice of the people that aren't heard because the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people in this community that feel like their expressions and what they believe and everything else goes unheard. Right. And we have to reassure people that that's not the case. And once again, it takes a strong leader. I have no political background at all, but I will debate you. You know, I will research things to the fifth degree to make sure that what I'm saying is correct at the end of the day. And more importantly, you saw as soon as this election thing came up, I started printing off statistical data. Mm -hmm. So I knew what I was talking about because I want to come to the surface with an educated thing. I don't want to walk up there and be like, oh, yeah, you know, we need uh, we need helicopters in Spring Hill mm -hmm. because helicopters are cool. 
You know, <laughs> like I don't want to be that yeah. person. But what I do want to say is, hey, you know what? We have a drug problem in Spring Hill. And that problem needs to be fixed. It needs to be addressed before it becomes rampant and Spring Hill becomes the armpit of drugs. Right. You know, we all know. I know this from personal experience. My mom was addicted to drugs for a very long time, then got off, then got back on. And that ultimately led to my mom passing away. Mm-hmm. I know the damage and destruction that drugs can do to a household, let alone a community. And that's important to understand. And that's very important to grab by the balls early on and take control of and fix you know, those are the things that people need to hear. The sugarcoating, the, hey, I'm going to get the roads fixed. Don't worry about that. What's what what's the matter with the roads are if you got people peering in your car every other night, stealing the stuff? The break-ins so can... have, have increased, all these things going on lately. Right. I mean, it's, it's getting yeah. – And people are always like, stop moving to Spring Hill. Crime's rampant. No, crime's rampant because Spring Hill has a drug problem. You have people that need money for drugs, so they're going out there and they're doing things to get that money. And then you have a crime problem. Well, guess what? How many officers are there out there that are able to patrol the streets mm-hmm. that aren't overworked and underpaid? You know, nobody. I would never want to be a police officer. Mm. I think it'd be cool to like chase someone down cool with my back lights in on. The day now it wouldn't be. It's dangerous, now, right? Now it's dangerous. You're underpaid, and you're you're sitting in a situation where if you uphold the law and you do it in a manner that you know, you're in a dangerous situation. You have to do it in a manner that might ruffle the feathers of other people. Unfortunately, you're in a situation now where you could probably probably get sued by defending and helping other people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of liability that goes into it. But more importantly, you know, if you work 12 hours today, mm-hmm. okay, which you wouldn't, but if you did, and on the 11th hour, I said, hey, call this agent. By the way, this agent is very rude mm-hmm. and disrespectful and agitated. And, you got, and then you got to go pick them up, and they're going to throw up in your car, too. No. We're, <laughs> we're, we haven't got that deep yet. Oh, Jeff, Jeff always goes to the other extreme. He's like, yeah, and then, you know, they have a bunch of drugs in the car, and you take them to jail, and, and you beat them. No. None of that. Oh, darn. Okay. So, But imagine having to – you're at the end of your wits. You've just worked four days, 12-hour mm-hmm. days, four days. You're on the 11th hour of your fifth day, and you pull somebody over. And you pull that person over, and you say, ma'am, how are you today? And you get – or sir, how are you today? And you get grumble, 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 grumble. Mm-hmm. That's that's when men are upset. They grumble, grumble, grumble. Anyways, imagine how you take that after you've worked so many hours, and you're at the end of your fifth shift, and you have to deal with that person. Mm-hmm. Like that's difficult. You're human. There's only so much you can do as a human, and so much you can take before you're like, God, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so your interaction may not be as pleasant as it would be. If you had just got done working your fifth shift, that was eight hours long right. or 10 hours long. Yeah, you're not like burnt that. out yet. Right. You're not burnt out. And more importantly is you're able to get the money that's necessary in order to make sure that the work is worth it. Mm-hmm. Because I'll do a lot of things to help and I'll do a lot of things to contribute. But if you make it appealing by saying, hey, if you do this, you get that. It's human nature. It's human nature to say, okay, I'm going to get that if I do this. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I'm going to do it with a smile. That's community interaction. That has to do with – um, how people treat each other and how people respond to each other. There was some – I read a post the other day. There was a guy that was all pissed off because there was traffic in front of Chick-fil-A and there's two or three cop cars sitting at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and he's like, they're over there on their break eating chicken, you know, God's chicken, and look at this traffic. They got to eat. Yeah. I mean, chill the fuck out, you yeah. know. I mean, yes, they're over there eating, but they're assigned a time to eat. They don't just say, hey, hey, Bill, you want to go and you want to have a, a – chicken sandwich or yeah. hey sally do you want to go and eat a chicken sandwich? they're like hey here's your window of time go eat just like if you worked here 
You go eat from one to two mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and that's when you're required to do it. Right. You shouldn't be forced to work overtime without eating because people are pissed off because the traffic's picked up. That's not your problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd much rather know that my police officers in my city are free to, to make an emergency house call if my home alarm's going off because someone's kicking in my back window. You know, I want to know that the police are going to arrive there in time to help the corner carry him into the back of his truck, mm-hmm. you know, because you ain't coming to him. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is there's a lot of things, and I know that the people that currently sit in office right now have done an amazing amount of things for this community. I want to be a contributing factor to that, and I will be a contributing factor to that. Even if I don't win by some weird reason, <laughs> I will still do what I can to make sure that our community is one that grows smoothly and one that has a voice that's heard. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the whole purpose behind it. When I started looking and started looking at what could I do, you know, the pay is nothing for an alderman. It's like, I think it's like $1,000 a month or something like that, which that's still money. That's still good money, but it's not like you're taking a job and making $150,000 a year. 99% of the people that run for an alderman position also have another full-time job, you know, so it's a full-time job on top of a full-time job. And that's something to bear in mind. You're bound to the city and city comes first. You know, if there's a natural disaster, you gotta you can't run to the office and be like, hey, we got to originate loans today. You need to run up City Hall and make sure that your citizens are taken care of and there's a plan of action for medical emergencies and things like that so your city's back in order. Mm-hmm. So it's a big commitment to take. I think I have enough experience with outreach, community organization, charitable things that we've done, business management, those different things that it takes to help a city thrive. And I think with the support of the other people that are currently in office and are going to be in office eventually, I think that'll be an easier road to ride on. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Absolutely. You just, you're over there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only thing you've done is like glare at me funny when I've said a couple things like when I win. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it, it's it's also overwhelming to see the support within my community for the people that live in my neighborhood and stuff like that that have reached out and they're like, hey, we got your back. Don't worry. If there's something we can do to help, we're there to help you. Like, it's amazing to see that type of support. And like I said, growing up, I would have never thought of myself as running for a political position or a city office or anything like that, let alone being serious about being in that office. And being a big part of the community. I mean, you don't don't really think – you think, oh, I'm going to buy a house in this area, but you don't realize you're going to be a part of that community. Right. I think on the surface when you buy a house in a community is I have a place to live. Right. That's all I was thinking. Yeah. You don't think of the fact that, okay, I have a place to live, but I have a, a voice in this community. You know, a lot of people on a day-to-day basis, they go by and it's like, oh, there's another new building. I hate that they're putting so much commercialized chicken places or whatever here in this area, mm-hmm. but they never go make their voice heard. Right. You know, when you go to some of these BOMA meetings, there's like seven people in there. And six of them are the people that are always there, the developers, the builders, the mm-hmm. people that have a special interest in being in that meeting. Right. You will not see City Hall packed up with citizens going over an issue. So that is left to the aldermen to make sure their voice is heard. You know, when you have your ear to the ground, you can hear things. Mm-hmm. And when you can hear things, you can speak about those things and get them addressed. And if you don't have the commitment to your community to ruffle the feathers of the chickens in the coop mm-hmm. or the roosters in the coop or whatever you want to say, then that's not a position for you. You know, plain and simple. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I've got to get the 25 signatures for mm-hmm. to get put on the ballot. I think that's going to be relatively 24, easy. 24 because, you know. Yeah, because somebody took you. So, you know, I did my civic duty. <laughs> Just so we're clear, I did my civic duty and took Jeff to get his voters registration switched over. So he is eligible to vote in Spring Hill. 
and in the elections in Spring Hill. So mm-hmm. there's my first piece of action. I've done something to help our community by taking you out to make sure your civic duty is served. So thank you. Anytime. I mean it. Anytime. No. But anyways, so I want to thank everybody once again for the support. 100 episodes. It's amazing. I look at it and I'm like, holy crap. How did I, how did I ever do this? How did I come up with enough stuff to talk about to Can do this? Can you imagine if you counted every single word in all 100 episodes? No. Because I talk a lot and I talk fast. It'd be a lot of words. It would. It'd be a lot of words. I could write like six books yeah. with the amount of words that it would be. But no, I want to thank everyone once again for the support, the sponsors that have stuck out, especially House on the Rock Home Inspection with Dave Ganatra. Most of you know, I stand by this guy 110%. If you need the best in home inspection, in my opinion, that you can get, you need to contact Dave and his team, 615-969-5741. We also have Rich at the Rap Lab and several other friends that have showed us support, XM Wheels. Thank you, everybody. Most of all, thank you, the listener, that have taken the time out of your day to give us the ratings, to give us everything it is we need, the feedback, the criticism, all that stuff to help keep this podcast a success and to help us grow in the proper directions. Because of you, we're able to give you the information you want to hear, do the things you like, and give you something worth listening to. So, and then of course, thanks to Jeff for being a part of the podcast, being someone that listens, that's able to sit there and, and speak, you know, from a knowledgeable standpoint. And thank you for not saying anything stupid. You're so. welcome. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon.